Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. Um, you know, you told me about an experiment you're doing that I think is really timely and topical, and I thought it'd be great to share with our listeners. So the experiment is to look at the headlines, and if you're paying attention to the tech world, which some, some of our listeners may not, um, and, and if you, you haven't been, you should, you should check this out, the, the big deal over the last week has been um, new exciting stuff from uh, large language models, and the names you will have heard are ChatGPT3, um, GPT3 itself, uh, DAL-E, which does um, uh, visual things, draws pictures, uh, stable diffusion, and then just in the last week, uh, Bing has been entertaining us because uh, Microsoft decided to hook up kind of an unhinged version of one of these chat uh, <laughs> tools. But you can talk to a computer these days. You would not have guessed even a year ago that you'd be able to... Uh, uh, bring up a, a screen and have what seems like a normal, ordinary conversation. Uh, if you didn't know it was a chatbot, you, you might think it was a, a kind of um, strange, slightly wooden, um, sometimes um, uh, uh, ill-informed person that you were talking to. It, it almost passes the Turing test for certain limited um, uh, conditions. So uh, what I said was, hey, wait, we wrote an entire book on how to practice your conversations, and here's a thing that seems to have conversations. I wonder if there's any way to make any use of it. So um, Jeffrey, you and I were on a very interesting podcast. Uh, it won't be out till, till uh, I think, April or May, but uh, we were talking about a particular story where I had had a difficult conversation. So I said, hey, if I wanted to practice this difficult conversation that I had in the context of a tech team that was underperforming, a, a tech leader that was underperforming, how could we improve them? What if I wanted to practice that and make that better? Could this computer help me with it? So that was the experiment. Could ChatGPT3 help me with the conversational techniques that we know and love and talk about on this podcast all the time? And and what and what'd you find? What happened? I can't wait to find well, out. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the first thing I found interesting was it was just too nice. So here here's the setup. <laughs> the the situation was uh, that I'm that I'm modeling is I had a, a a consulting client who was not happy with me. This doesn't doesn't happen very often, by the way. I have to say um, that most most consulting clients are very happy with me, and I'm glad about that. And I have a very successful business. But in this case, I had taken on someone I was coaching who just really wasn't working out, and quite understandably, this person said. Hey, Hey, I don't want to pay you for coaching this person who's really not succeeding and, and isn't blossoming under your coaching. And as it happened, I agreed with him and I was going to come and bring that analysis to him and make some other suggestions. But he phoned me before I got to him and he, he was pretty unhappy and, and I could understand why. It was a, a valid um, thing to bring to me. And, and that was a difficult conversation. The kind of material that, that we say always to our listeners are is great for learning, but not necessarily so much fun to, to have in the in the moment. And, and so uh, I wanted ChatGPT to, to come back to me um, as this kind of um, unhappy, forceful um, founder, the, the owner of the business who, who had, had hired me at great expense and, and wasn't satisfied. What happened in the actual conversation was that um, uh, after um, so, so some uh, very useful and, and difficult um, uh, discussion between me and uh, this founder, we, we actually found a way forward that he was very happy with. So the, the conversation as it happened in the real world was successful in my view, and I think in his because because we got someone as a replacement who was um, very, very successful and it's tripled the size of the business and so on. So um, 
I wanted to replicate that, and I wanted to see how could I get better. But ChatGPT kept being nice. <laughs> it kept saying, now, uh, I'd like to help you, and let's see how else we can work together, and let's see, um, uh, you know, I'm really sorry that this didn't work, and uh, we, we'd like to make it better. Whereas the actual person said, squirrel, I'm dissatisfied here. You know, you, you, you came and said you'd fix this, and it's not fixed. I, I'm not happy. And I wanted to start there so I could replicate the experience of turning that around, finding something that was successful, sharing my view and, and my thoughts and being curious about his story. But it kept being nice. So um, what I had oh, no. to do was, but, but what was interesting was that what I could do is um, th there's this very helpful thing in the chat GPT interface. If you haven't tried it, we're going to put a link in. You should, you should try just talking to this thing because it's just so interesting. Um, you can go back and change the conversation earlier. So um, uh, what I did is I, I changed the prompt to the thing I told it at the beginning over and over again. And sometimes I would um, regenerate its responses or change how I responded in, in trying to get to a less satisfied, more frustrated um, founder. So, um, you know, at the beginning I said, uh, you're unhappy with me, you want to, um, uh, want me to stop coaching, and you'd um, uh, like to make sure that you don't have to pay me anymore for this. And it said all these things about, I'm sorry for this, and let's see how we can work together more, and so on. And it wrote these very long responses. So I said, first of all, we're on the telephone, so make it a, a one sentence at a time. And second, um, uh, don't offer to do more work with me. Don't um, start by being so friendly. Try to be more angry. And, and it took a while. I, I think there's a bias in the machine for understandable reasons, open to the public and the people who've put it together, open AI, want to, to make it successful. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of biased toward being nice. But when I pushed it a bit, I could get it to, to act more um, uh, un, in an unfriendly way. That's there's the whole topic I've heard in about this with ChatGPT, which called topic of prompt engineering. Mm -hmm. That's and what that's, I was doing, and that's what you're what you're doing here is engineering the the sentence that you give it, the description that you give it to 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 take on the right attributes. And I and I think your experience sounds so interesting to me. What I really like about it in hearing it is we tell people to practice, and that's kind of the heart. Of, of what we give people is we give people the four R's and we say, you, you know, you have a conversation you're, you've either had that you want to improve or one that you're dreading for the future. You should record the conversation. You should uh, uh, reflect on it. You should revise it and role play. And I think a lot of people don't put enough emphasis on that last part. And one of the things we say is if it's especially a conversation you haven't had yet, role play it multiple different ways. And, and in the sense of imagine the other person responds differently. And that's what you've just described. You described how you can get the chatbot to respond differently, to, to be essentially a different person and have the same conversation multiple times. And I'm really excited about that because of how it fits into how I recommend people re react, you know, prepare for different reactions in advance of a conversation. So I think this is 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 hugely exciting. It, it how did how different did you see the the change in the chatbot over time as you as you did your revisions of the prompt? I managed to get it to be pretty unfriendly, although it it, it did keep. I couldn't really get it to stop saying, um, <laughs> "Let's work some more together." Let's, um, uh, you know, I'm sorry this didn't work. I, I managed to get it to move somewhat away from that, but I didn't manage to to really replicate the um, uh, very unhappy person I got on the phone first. 
But what was also interesting is that, um, as I was saying, you can uh, not only change your responses, but you can you can have it try again. And I would get different responses. So I would say, okay, give me a different response to that. I would say, just, just redo this one. And um, uh, doing that a few times did give me this experience you're describing of responding to different types of, um, uh, of, of reactions, different types of uh, feelings in the other person, different facts that I might not have known, um, uh, that, that I got limited success with. I, and this was you know, a 10-minute experiment. This was not um, something I, I uh, uh, did it in great depth. But I think if you used it effectively and you got good at it and you got to know it well, uh, I think it could be a very interesting sparring partner for your uh, next difficult conversation. I, I agree. And I, one thing I'll say is from my own brief experiments with it is, especially if people have gone through the, problem, the, the practice already, the first couple steps in the um, uh, recording their conversation and uh, reflecting on it, which is doing the creating what we call a two-column case study. And so you have your thoughts and feelings. If you've taken the time to construct it, I, I think that's actually something you can feed into ChatGPT and say, hey, if this is all the thoughts and feelings I have, what might I say? And it can actually create sample prompts for you, and then you can grade it. <laughs> and so this is actually a different way, rather than just acting it as a as a sparring partner. You can also use it to help unblock yourself, because one thing it's very good at is it is it will take all the data that you've given it and incorporate that into its response, and actually in a way that's much better than most people. When I've done exercises, a lot of times people the the challenge that they have in the in the in the conversations is they're not revealing the information that they know or the feelings they have. But, uh, but ChatGPT will just say, look, what if I just said it? And that can be really, I think, liberating for people to, to see what it looks like. Uh, this is what it'd be like to actually say, hey, I'm, I'm worried about this. I think this might be the best way to get a result and, and things that people often omit saying. So I think that we're very much early days here. But uh, I think this is very promising for people who uh, are interested in having a way to work on their conversations and don't necessarily have the um, co-collaborators, their co-conspirators maybe <laughs> around them uh, to practice with. That, that uh, ChatGPT is, an, is another avenue for them. And I think, especially with our listener base, I would love to hear others who've tried this, uh, um, who've tried prompt engineering and tried uh, getting dialogues and, and role-playing. I think there's a, a lot of possibilities here. There certainly are. And uh, one thing to mention is that the way, Jeffrey, you and I got good at this and, and worked hard at it and got to the level of skill we have now is through a lot of practice. And we did that with humans. And we did that in, uh, in a process we now call a conversational dojo. And uh, we'll put a couple links in the show notes to, to our methods for that, because if you're going to try this with a computer, you might want to also try it with some humans to get a sense of what that's like. <laughs> so um, that we have a, a, a kit that describes how to run a conversational dojo for yourself. Of course, there's lots more about this in our book, Agile Conversations. And Jeffrey, you're, um, uh, I think, running your um, uh, regular meetups. Is that right? That's right. Once a, once a month, we have the uh, Action Science, uh, uh, what was formerly the Action Science Meetup, and uh, uh, now just called Agile Conversations Meetup. And uh, we have a, a dojo once a month. And so we'd love to see people there. And that's virtual, right? So people can participate wherever they might be? Uh, that's right, from from all around the world. 
Fantastic. Well, we'll put links to all of those uh, in the show notes if, if people are interested. As Jeffrey says, we'd love to hear from any listeners who are trying this, who are um, finding out new things, experimenting. It seems like there's a new headline on this topic every day in the in the tech news, at least. So um, if you've had a good experience, a bad experience, if you're confused, um, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, are these tools helpful to you? Are they ways for us to improve our conversations, which after all is, is the ultimate goal? And uh, also, if you disagree with us, if you think this isn't useful, we'd like to hear from you as well. So uh, get in touch uh, if you have any of those opinions or experiences, uh, and you can do that through agileconversations.com. There you'll find lots of material from us, uh, lots of uh, videos and uh, the dojo kit and all kinds of other things, and uh, as well as our Twitter and email and lots of other ways to get in touch with us. So we'd love to hear from you there. The other way, of course, to keep in touch is to come back next Wednesday when we'll be back with another edition of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Carl.